this is the best part of this podcast. Talking about it has made me not like it more. Right. We're, meet, we're, we're we, meeting right. in the middle, John. We're meeting You're hot, in the middle. I'm cold. You know, we, we stir it up and we come out to medium. Lukewarm. Lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> a blind Jedi is the only one who can see the truth. Or maybe he's just a traitorous jerk. And the Jedi A-Team take down a mercenary droid who wants credits for some reason. Today we finish issues 2 through 5 of Mace Windu on this edition of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm joined by my good buddy, John. Hello. And today we are discussing Mace Windu, the comic series, ep- or episodes, I shouldn't say episodes, comics two through five. These are the final four comics of the comic arc. Um, there were five comics in that arc. This was produced in 2017, written by Matt Owens, and drawn by Dennis Cohen and Edgar Salazar. First and foremost, John, as we do every podcast, yeah, what are you drinking? Oh, what am I drinking? Okay. I am drinking uh, tonight. I'm having Creature Comforts Crescendo Hazy IPA. All right. L- Lana Brewery. I like it. I like it. Or, sorry, no, Athens Brewery. Athens, technically. Athens, Georgia Brewery. Forget about that. Sorry. I it's really good. It's really, really good. It's quite pricey, mind you, but it's 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 quite good. Quite tasty. Tonight, I am drinking an Inshore Slam. I sound like one of those. Yeah, exactly. Uber Eats. Eats yeah. yeah. Tonight, I'm drinking an Inshore Slam IPA by Coastal Empire Brewing from Savannah, Georgia. I'm keeping it in-state. Basically, what I've been doing these last couple of weeks is anytime I buy a new six-pack, like just something I haven't drank before, I save one off. So I've got this like endless supply, and I'm trying to choose the Georgia breweries first. Right. But then eventually we're going to get out to like Colorado, California, that kind of stuff. But I was in Iowa like a podcast or two ago. It was uh, last podcast, I believe you were in Iowa. Yeah, okay. It's all but, you know, we, we, we take our, we, t- we, we venture out when we can. When the waves aren't bad, the COVID. When you know, I am so moved. Yeah, when we are so moved, we travel. When we hit the but, London But I, I have a soft spot for, for the local. You know. Yeah, agreed. We, I think we both do. All right, are you ready to pop? Because I'm ready to get some beer. Me. I'm ready, yeah, let's do it. Uh, that's a three, two, one, pop it. Ooh, are you drinking a bottle or are you drinking a... There's a tall boy. Oh, nice. Wait, wait. Yeah, that toppling Goliath that we had, I think it was two pods, podcasts ago that you had. Or maybe it was three podcasts ago. They all seem to be tall boys. I like that. I like. I like. I like that we're starting to. Don't get me wrong. It ends up being four beers, and it ends up being like sixteen bucks. But yeah, but that's and that's a problem. I agree, that's a problem. But that being said, they are a lot of beer. You know, I mean, yeah, when, if when, you're going to go you're, with a four pack, you, you have to be the talls. Exactly. I mean, that's what I was going to say because I, I see more and more at, at our local bottle shop. I see more and more four packs of bottles, and I'm like, no, man, there's tall boys standing right next to you. I'm going with the tall boy that I have a drink before. Yeah, yeah. The the four pack of bottles. The only way I'm doing that is if it's uh, from Belgium. Yeah, that's, that's about to say. Or or it could be like something like super special, like a, like a you know like a end of the year holiday. Uber IPA, you know, like a quad or something like that. I might go that way, but yeah, it's oh, going to be okay, really quadrature. tough to compete. Yeah. All right, you ready to sip? I need some. Oh yeah, well, I'm waiting for my head to go down. That's good. That's very good. I've not had this before. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I bought the six pack today specifically for this podcast. Nice. Yeah, I was kind of kind of happy. I found something that I hadn't had before from Georgia. Okay, as we were talking, I never about. heard of uh, I never heard of Crescendo. Just saw it. Really good. Anyway, moving on. I don't think I've had Crescendo now that I think about it. I've had a lot of mm-hmm. their brews, and they're hit or miss for me, Creature Comforts. Some of them really? are just like, man, oh yeah, like Tropicana and stuff, I'm like, oh, it's great. Yeah. And then other ones like Athena, I'm just like, ooh, not sure about this. Mm. Maybe just not my thing. 
I don't yeah. know. All right. Mace Window, written by Matt Owens, drawn by Dennis Cowan, Edgar Salazar. Five issues in the series. Come out 2017, late part of 2017. I think it started in August and wrapped up by December, which, if I remember, was kind of a drought for comics at that point. Like, I remember this being a pretty big series, and I was really excited about it. On the last podcast... Oh, but let me let me give a, a quick a shout-out to how this podcast works. So, right now, we are on 22BBY. Basically, what we are doing is we have a list that was created in December of last year, and we are progressing through chronological order, chronological BBY order, every single piece of Star Wars canon books, movies, audio dramas, TV shows, everything. But we're trying to do it in progressive BBY order, so we start from the very beginning. Right now, we are... On Podcast 15, we're a little bit into the list. There's a lot more of the list to go. But we also will call Audible sometimes for new stuff that comes out. John and I have just started reading Light of the Jedi by Charles Sewell. That'll probably be our first Audible whenever we get both get done reading that. But we're sticking to this list. The list is posted on our website at 11parsecs.com. Just go to the right-hand side, look at the list, click on it, and you will see the exact order in which we're going to be reading, consuming, listening to all these different pieces of canon. Now... In saying that, be sure that you also understand that we are completely chock full of spoilers. Most of the stuff that we're going to be encountering, Light of the Jedi excluded because it just came out, is going to be years old. So this was this stuff came out in 2017. We're looking at three or four years old. There were four years old. We're, we're chock full of spoilers. We don't hold back on anything. So if you do plan on reading what we're discussing today, which is the last issues of the Mace Windu comic, five-part comic series that came out in 2017, don't listen to us. And we're, we would love you as a listener, and please check back in on the next couple of things that we have in chronological order, but we are total, total spoilerish. So please be aware of that before you start to, to get into this podcast. And with that being said... John, we discussed yes. issue one of Mace Windu on the last podcast. You had a pretty strong opinion. I, I remember being, I kind of like this comic a lot. You had a very strong opinion about the art, and that's what was keeping me back from enjoying the first comic. Did yeah. that get any better? In, no, in, no, okay. it does okay. not. Right. So it is the, terrible. And that, that's because I, I asked you specifically for a number one through 100 what you would rate the first comic, and you never yeah. gave me an actual number, I don't think. But like I could I tell it was hovering pretty low because of the art. It's pretty, pretty darn low. Now that we have the full story, oh, it's so low. It's such a low number. What? Oh, okay. So now, now we really got to discuss something here. So you didn't even like the story in the end? I don't, I don't really like any of this. Wow. I really don't. Okay. Okay. All right. It doesn't make any sense. There's like this contrived, you know, infighting. No, don't, don't like it. Anticlimactic. The whole. I mean, I'm I'm skipping ahead a little here, but there's nothing satisfying well, let, about yeah, this. Yeah, let, 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 let's talk. Let's talk about this. The second comic. The second comic was definitely by far probably the worst in the series for me. If you remember at the end of the last podcast and the end of the first comic, we got introduced to ADW4, who was this mercenary. You didn't know anything about him at the the splash page, the last page that we got of the first comic, but you just see him standing there, full page. You know, like. I'm ready to go, blah, 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 blah. So the second comic kind of gives a little bit more of his backstory. He starts talking more about the Jedi, starts talking. He has an encounter with Mace in the comic. Kit Fisto isn't giving a crap about anything. He's ready to, to, to bust, some, bust some stuff up. The second comic is, like I said, it's probably the slowest of all of them, but it definitely introduces ADW4 to Mace, that first fight that they have. How do you feel about the, the uber-capitalistic robot? It, it, just, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I really don't. I kind of had the same thoughts with the what is was the the bounty hunter in Mandalorian that robot, you know. And oh, he goes through a whole character arc, yeah. But yeah. but originally, it's like I, I don't 
What's the point? Why does a robot care about credits? I don't get it. I've I've always wondered if this is a something that he was sorry something that he was programmed to. What well, clearly? Well, what, I, I don't know. Or, or is it or is it something that he's developed over time? Like he actually understands the fact that credits equal power. And why does he care? I don't know. I just have an issue with the fundamental. The, just 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 a concept is really what it is. I just have an issue with that. It doesn't click with me. It doesn't it doesn't ring true. Why yeah, would somebody program a robot like this? I don't think we've seen in Star Wars. Have we seen like like robots or droids developing, evolving? You know, you said no. maybe he grew into this. Maybe he taught himself. Basically, I don't think we've seen that. Yeah, you, uh, you're designed. You, you're you're saying this is what the, you do. Yeah, you're saying that like the almost the AI hasn't evolved, hasn't chosen to evolve. I mean, we've always just seen regular androids. Yeah, now that you say that, he is kind of a newly archetype for androids i guess you could say in the star wars universe and i'm trying to think of other androids that we've seen at least up until now i mean you know we don't want to give stuff away or at least in maybe the movies that we see that have a little bit of feelings you get c-3po at the end of the skywalker arc you know i just want to take a look last look at my friends you know there's a little bit of emotion there but yeah, I think you're right. Like the holy the, contrived moment. Yeah. Okay. Let's, oh, let's jump to right, that. All right. We're not we're not jumping that far yet. Oh, okay. So, so but I, but I see what you mean about emotion, uh, pure emotion. But even later on in the comic series, Mace Windu says, "I know you're not able or capable of emotions," and he's like, "Well, I can set my tone though, you know." And it's kind of like, yeah, I guess yeah, it was just trying to have it, trying to have it, you know, all Can't all the different too. ways. Yeah, I and I just don't, I don't like it. Okay. So 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 there is there is a neat. Thing that we've touched on, especially Williams touched on whenever we have some of the movie podcasts. There's a there's a line that I, I wrote down specifically that he tells Mace. It says, "Imposing your own moral compass on the galaxy is the height of arrogance." Yeah, it's a good line. I, I think it's a good line. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think it's a good it's a good way to convey. I don't want to say what he feels because he's not feeling anything, but I, I think it's it's a it's a idea that the Jedi don't hear enough at this point. Thoughts? I mean, I, I, I would say the one thing this comic does is highlight the inherent contradiction of being a Jedi. Yeah, agreed. I, I think it does a very good job of that. Now, well, let's let's explore that. So, there's an inherent contradiction into in in the the concept of a Jedi and a Jedi Order and what they're supposed to do. Whose fault is that? Is that is is that Lucas? Did Lucas just you know again he had this original tight little story and he didn't really think it through. Or, he, or didn't, he didn't expect that it would expand so much. Yeah. So anytime you have any anytime you have people who are dedicated to not just dedicated to peace, though that's what they claim, they're dedicated to enforcing the peace. They're dedicated to order yeah. in the galaxy. Okay, sure. Which is a very, very different thing, right? It's not yeah. peace per se. It's not peace. And that's what the what's-his-face flips out over, which, again, did not ring true at all to me. It's just too shallow. See, I thought it was pretty good. Like, So so WD-40 goes kind of like, you're not the, the, the leaders that you think you are. But mm-hmm. then you have the whole Prost and Dibs arc. And I think that that's, no, that's one. one that, that's the guy I'm talking about. It, oh, just, okay. I, sorry, sorry. That, I thought you were talking about WD-40. Not, yeah, the, this little contrived mid-stream mid, uh, fight to interject some some drama i i d- d- didn't like it i kind of do i like prosodibs's character i really do like so we'll be seeing a lot more of him but okay but, so if you like his character is he yeah, is he yeah, correct it, it could be the fact that i've seen more of him and that's why i like the characters i, I, I want to be honest about it but 
I enjoy the fact that he's blind, but yet he see. I mean, that, that's 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 his character. It's just that he can't see, but he can't see, but now he kind of can see what the Jedi are doing. It's it's an interesting, and we talked about well, this no, with William on the last movie yeah. podcast. I mean, it, it, it's almost like you're creating. You really feel like at this point you can attain peace by going to war. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, at this point, what is the alternative? That is what they have to do. I get yeah, that. What what is the alternative? That's what really ticks me off about it. Is what what are you proposing? Just just drop your lightsabers and kumbaya hug. Yeah. Really? Is yeah, no. is that? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I take get it. the it's, since it's you a weird since place. you 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 like the character. You like where he's going. I do. <clears throat> you like what he said. Take a moment to articulate his position. So his position is given away, and I think it's comic three, maybe comic four, where they are trying to save the people of Hisis, I think is the name of the... Yeah, yeah, something like that. His, yeah, his, Hisrich. Hisrich. They're trying to save the people of Hisrich. And Kit Fisto, who, again, is one of my favorite Jedi, is like, all right, let's chase after these guys. Let's go tear them down. He's like, no, man, we got to save all these people. There's a city that just had their roof collapse on them. And then you see Kit Fisto just kind of pause for a second and be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and they go try to help the people. And it's just kind of like a, if you're a Jedi, which decision do you make? If you're a true Jedi that's sticking to the standards, which decision do you make? Do you chase after the villain so that you can stop this from tons of other people? Or do you go help these, you know, however many people are in need immediately and solidify what you think your beliefs are. I mean, it's it's a tough choice. It's a it's a conundrum. I don't. Okay, see, I'm a little confused because okay. I didn't see the choice that you're talking about. They come across the the cavern full of all the dead bodies, right? Hold on one second. I, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I, it's a funny page. Yeah, I pulled up the the panel here. Page sixty four. They find the dead bodies, wow. and and that's when Prosit loses it. He's like, all this death. We should have. We were supposed to protect them. Okay, okay. Well, you're talking about after the Milodon? Yeah. Yeah, so so there's a panel where after this creature that comes out, because the, what is the Federation at this point, it has already started pulling up these big magic glowy mushrooms, which has created yeah. a bad situation for the people that live down in the city that they've visited. This big creature comes because he's not afraid of light anymore, and he just tears it up, and they kill him, you know, pretty quick. But then Prosit sees all these dead guys over on the side, and he's kind of like, you know, what are we doing this for? We're just bringing, you know, hell to all these people and all these planets on the Outer Rim when we don't need to. And and you're right. I mean, there is a little bit of a, a Kit Fisto being like, well, we got to look at the bigger picture but besides these this specific planet. You know, do you save the many or do you save the few? Okay, you're really, really being charitable to what's-his-face, the blind guy. So he says clearly, right, the conflict extended its malevolent tendrils to a planet that had nothing to do with this war, and these people have paid the ultimate price for it. How is this us keeping the peace? How is this the Jedi? How is this the fault of the Jedi? What did the Jedi do to make them come to this planet and lay waste to it? Well, so I think Prost getting a... a small light inside his head saying, and he believes, and, and again, the comic never really resolves this this argument that Prosa Dibbs has with Mace Windu. He thinks that Mace honestly knows what the Empire is doing here and what exactly they are there for. They are there to secure this energy resource. And I think that's what Process honestly believes. Whether he's right or wrong, the, the comic never answers. But he's saying that, Mace, you knew the entire time that we were coming here that the Empire needs this planet for the resource. 
And of course, Mace Windu's like, no, I, I, we came here because we knew the Empire was on this planet and something must be up. Yeah. And that's the big, that's the whole big catalyst for the fight scene. I, I just, I don't, I don't see what sets Prosit off. I think he has figured out that they are sent here to specifically do the exact same thing that the Empire is doing at this point. That they're here they're, to secure they weren't this sent planet there to just the, stop the the separatists that's, from. That's the that's the question of the comic, and the comic never answers that question. I it it never does. Mace, asking Mace, the question, but okay. Mace, Mace steadfastly whenever they're whenever they're having their argument, and eventually their lightsaber fight. Prasa Dibs, a Jedi Master, and Mace Windu, a Jedi General Master, whatever they're called at this point, go Super into a lightsaber Mata. fight. Yeah, go into a lightsaber fight because Prasa is so mad at Mace Windu saying, "You knew the entire time we were sent here." That we were coming down here to see what they're trying to figure out, so that we can get the resource for the Jedi and the Resistance or the clones. And 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 Mace is like, and, and to to be fair, again, the comic never answers it. Mace is like, no, 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 I didn't know this. Well, you know, I was sent here by Yoda to come down, and maybe Yoda knows it, but Mace steadfastly says, I did not know that this is the reason that we were being sent here. And Prosa Dibs is just like, you're, you know, you're full. Of I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, I realized, you know, long ago that this. Jedi Order is not what it's cracked up to be. We don't really reside on our principles. We specifically reside on the fact that we need to win this war. And I think that's what he's torn with. And I think that, that the dead bodies after the Milodon attack is what turns him. And he's just like, no, we knew the whole time what we were coming here for. Do you not get that drift? Mm, well, I am finding the, the panels that you're talking about. And I, I will agree with you that the comic does not answer that question. Yeah, agreed. It doesn't. It never. It never. It never answers whether Mace really knew what the mission was. It leaves okay. it up to the reader. Yeah, I he, have. I have a touch more sympathy. A touch more sympathy for Prosit, but I still think he's a jackass. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to be a hero in any sense of the word, future. But I am saying that I kind of understand a little bit better, even though I. I don't. I don't know who I would side with. Whether like, and, and I think that that's the the other two Jedi, Kid Fisto. And Rissa, like they're both just kind of like, should we jump into this? And I think Kid Fisto is pretty solidly on Mace Windu's side. I think Rissa is probably solidly on Mace Windu's side. But again, it's never really answered. Like, you know, Mace, where, where, did he know? Does he know the whole time that they're being sent down here to figure out what's going on, on this planet, why it's resource happy, and then make sure that that resource ends up under the 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 control of you know the Jedi and the clones? I mean, I you know, I don't. It's a good question, and I think that the writer does a really good job of bringing it up in a way that you know that says we we will never know and there's never a panel in the comic that answers it so it's an interesting conundrum in my opinion because Prosit dibs now is totally pissed off is is ready to leave the jedi order so much that he believes that that this is really just a you know a scouting mission for a war resource so it, are you allowed to leave the jedi order or not you know it's very interesting because like in the last couple of panels of the last comic Whenever he's being "quote unquote" sentenced, you know you can definitely tell that he's like oh, well, he wants to die a martyr, and Boy, the Jedi yeah. Council yeah. is ready to do that. Yoda's ready to do that, and then you know, and then Mace Windu. Well, that's like, because no, he took him. up. He, I mean, he he took up. He fought with with uh, Mace in the panels before the fight. He says, "I'm going to leave." And what does Mace say to that? I don't remember. What does he say? I will not hesitate to hunt you down. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he does say that, and he, and he it has that Why whole flashback. It? The next thing, yeah, wait, I, yeah, wait, they should. But let other him people, leave. right? I thought you could. I'm thought we've seen that in the stories we've done so far. Is it is, because they're is I'm it out. because they're on a mission? Okay, so there's like real military consequences here. 
I don't know. Going AWOL, soldier. They're, they're acting all generalish. I don't know. I don't, you know, it, it, I don't know what the, do the Jedi, like, fundamentals say that when we're at war, you can't leave? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I yeah, I, the simple answer, the simple read of it is that it's just contradictory. And when we, maybe maybe Mace thinks that this guy, as we discussed the last time we, we talked about, can you just leave? Maybe Mace thinks that he's too powerful. He's he can't just leave. So I won't let you. Yeah, that, that's a, I I did not take it that way. But you're saying that this guy's this guy knows not knows too much, but is uh, so advanced that we don't want him to leave. It's either that or um, that's a, Mace that's, is just kind of losing his mind I never thought of it that way. I, I really never thought. I thought of it as like, we're on a mission. I need you. If you once turn you, your back yeah, on it's, me, we're, we're, it's one of those things. Once you reach like level seven, you know, theta, you, you can't just <laughs> you can't just walk away. Or can you? I, I don't know. I I don't know. But so, all right. So what was your opinion of the flashback where we have uh, Mace Windu as a young apprentice and we have Sislin Mir, I think was his Jedi Master. And they, they, they chase down an imposter who, let's be honest, if you're going to do anything in this galaxy, impersonating a Jedi Master is probably like the, the impersonating a police officer. Like, what do you hope to gain? Like, it's impersonating, like it's impersonating like Iron Man or something. It's, yeah, it's, like, exactly. It's, it's like, like you're not going to get away with it. You know, it's like, why would you even attempt to do it? And then not only that, but there obviously was a Jedi Master that you had to I don't. I don't. We. You never know what happens to the Jedi Master yeah, that he don't, takes don't, over. We for. don't know what happens to him. So like. So like. You don't think the Jedi are going to come after after you to see what's going on? And what they've lost communications with their Jedi, and then now you're just going to. And let's be honest. Also, this this planet is plagued by the Niffin Plague. I mean, you going to stake your kingship here? I mean, like like that's what you want to do. Con men look for the openings. Right? I understand they look for the soft that, targets. And they and they theory. always think that they can out con. They think that they can get their way out of any situation. So so just just for the listeners that are, are trying to understand what's going on, as soon as Prasa Dibs, so basically Prasa Dibs has this uh, epiphany that we talked about. Whenever they were fighting, him and Kit Fisto are two in a separate place, and then Mace Windu and Arissa are in another place on this planet. And Kit Fisto and Prosit end up fighting this huge monster, the Milodon, and then they see all these dead bodies of the people that helped them earlier, that built the city and all this other stuff. And they, you know, Prosit has his breakdown, I guess you'd call it, where he's just like, what are we doing this for, blah, blah, blah. They all meet back up, and he confronts Mace. And it's and it's it's like a I'm leaving kind of thing, and Mace is like, no, you're not. And they, they go out, and they start fighting, and Kit Fisto's holding Rissa back. And it's a weird ending of the comic, in my opinion, because then the beginning of the next comic is a flashback to when Mace and his Jedi Master, Sislin Mir, are on a planet uh, a long time ago where there's a plague-ridden planet. The people are dying uh, a lot. There was a Jedi Master named Kez Velaz who was on this planet trying to take care of it or set up, you know, spiritual places and, and just trying to help the people. And this guy named Drools, who is just a weird Drews, who which is just a weird name, claims that he does something with the, the Jedi Master. I don't, they never talk about that, but basically he sets up and proclaims himself somewhat of a religious pariah, I guess, type situation. And he sits on a throne and just kind of like says, "You're not giving enough. Give more. Give more. Give more." And the Jedi confront him, which is a really poor plan in my opinion to begin with. But but regardless, we've established that the Cobb tries to find his end wherever he can. And Mace and his Jedi Master are forced to to take this guy out. Mace wants to kill the guy after he captures him. 
and his Jedi Master Mirror says, no, he needs to go be before the council and be judged. I thought it was a weird flashback. I, it just felt forced a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it just Forced it just, is a good word, yes. Yeah, it just it was just kind of like if it had happened maybe even earlier, maybe like in comic one or something, I'd be like, oh, okay, we're mm-hmm. setting up some stuff. We're setting up a little bit of the story. But it just felt really weird being at the very beginning of the third comic. And then like literally the next panel is him with Prasa Dibs. Well, that's what they were trying to do is they were trying to, to flip back and forth and, and show either parallels or have the, the flashback provide a little extra insight. And no, I don't I don't see it doing that at all. It doesn't. It's just story. Yeah. And it's just like Mace has probably done this a million times before. Like, I don't understand why this one specific instance is supposed to set us back because this Drew's guy is a just terrible low life person. And you don't feel for him at all as a as a character. And if Mace would have just whacked his head off, it'd been like, okay, you know. Yeah. It, but, but but then like but then like you have Prosa Dibs who is honestly like you know I, I'm not saying he's right, but from a, whatever his perspective is, he's like pouring his heart out saying we're not doing the right thing as Jedi. Not me. I'm saying we all aren't. And then Mace is just kind of like, yeah, let's knock him out and put him in the ship. We'll take him back to the Jedi Council. I don't know. It's kind of kind of weird for me. Yeah. And but, the fact that after the, the, the big sword fight that you're, you're, you know, you're supposed to look forward to in the end, it's just, you know, a little force push, boom. And Mace wins. Yeah. And, and he, and he, and he pulls the, I can't, I don't remember whether it was his lightsaber or it was Mace's lightsaber and just kind of knocks him out. I'm like, you can't just knock out a Jedi. Like that doesn't work. <laughs> like they tie him up and throw him in the ship. Like, like it's like he's hogtied and then like knocked out. And I'm like, that's not the way it works. I mean, you know, it's like. You train this guy. He's a Jedi Master. You know that just like cracking your lightsaber against the side of his temple is not really going to keep him knocked out until you get all the way back to you know Curson or wherever. And it's just like I don't know. It was it was a weird. It was that was a weird kind of thing that we had to had to swallow, I guess, for this comic. But that being said, I like the comic overall. You, you know what the fight with WD forty is going to come down to in the end. You know you're just kind of like okay, well. And that, again, lose. that was very anticlimactic. Just just. Not not much of a battle. Yeah, um, that yeah that that's probably that's probably my biggest pet peeve about that battle is just that like I expected like I don't know like ten pages going back and forth where Mace Windu is just like you know you're you're actually worried about him at some point. No, yeah, you're not worried about him at all. Like you're just where, like where the, yeah, where the droid has these secret weapons or he's got these really killer moves that he's learned because he's a you know a mercenary assassin or whatever. But no, he's really got not, not not just a club, and that's it. And Mace doesn't really have to do anything special or clever, or almost he he doesn't almost lose. I mean, it's just in fact, it, it makes me wonder because he gets punched several times. Yeah, and you mean you mean Mace gets punched? Mace gets punched. Yeah, by a metal robot guy. That's got to like break some bones. Yeah, I agree. So, but he de- but he doesn't. So, is he like force cushioning the blows? I don't know. That's a good mm. question. And also, too, the faith that he has in our, our red shirt Rissa for that thing to blow up above him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to be the little, like the little she twist. Was, yeah, well, yeah. So it was, it was almost like a... getting away. Yeah, and uh, then the... Not. Yeah, but the whole, like, she's brand new. You know, he's trusting her to go do this one thing. I, I didn't want to have to trust you on this, but you're going to have to do it. You know, I, I... You thought she was a red shirt. You thought she was a red shirt for the beginning, didn't you? Uh, yes. Yeah, you Very thought she was going to die. I, I remember you saying it, and I remember... She I was going to die. Yeah, that she wasn't going to die, but I don't remember what she did. But uh, yeah, I guess she impressed me a little bit. I'm eager to see if we see her anymore. 
is you definitely see Kit Fisto, and you'll definitely see Frosted Dibs. But uh, I wonder okay. if we'll see Rissa anymore. Because I, I don't think that I rec- I remember any other time that she's been in out of the comics that I've read. Now, Clone Wars and all that kind of stuff, I don't know. We'll see. They are they are building her up quite a bit. They uh, are, yeah. One, yeah like when, she's when the, she's the, the tinkerer. Like she gets stuff done on the on the tinker front, and it's almost well, no, not just that, not just that. But when the when the sword fight's going on, because I made her do this. When the sword fight's going on, and she's she says we shouldn't be fighting each other. I mean, yeah, duh, right? But Kim Fisto, as a way to build her up, says you speak so wisely for someone so new. Yeah, agreed. That's freaking common sense, what she just said. And her, you know, and we her, shouldn't be fighting each other. Her A-team archetype, like the, the mechanic kind of person. Like, it's a little Anakin-esque. You know what I mean? Remember the Anakin and Obi-Wan comic we read earlier? Where Anakin yeah. fixes up all the droids and all this other kind of stuff? I get that vibe from her. I do. Well, Again, could, though, sure. I don't I don't remember this that anyone ever mentioning her out of the comics before, you know, coming from this point, but... Maybe she's in the Clone Wars and stuff. I don't know. It's interesting. What did you think of the head shooting off the droid guy? I thought that was a lame thing at the end. The head shoot? Remind me what you're talking about. Okay, so WD-40, ADW-4, whatever his name is. At the very end of the battle, after Mace is like crammed his lightsaber into the, the droid's chest, mm-hmm. he, uh, he goes, you will pay, or Mace says, you will pay the ultimate price for choosing the wrong side. And the droid says, you're a religious man, master. Don't you believe in life after death? And then the head shoots off the droid. And I assume that it's going to kick in an afterburner and fly somewhere so that he can live again. Oh, I actually but, misunderstood that. I see it now. He's. I thought Mace went. Mace like threw him up into the sky. Oh like no, no, no. I, I think he's blasting off to go. You know, build okay. another body somewhere. See, that would have been cool. That and then Mace is kind of like then crushes it. Right. Yeah, no, I thought it was just May showing off. I'm gonna throw you up in the sky. Yeah, and... agreed. Well, okay, okay so, so, so I, I think that I think that we're escape we're... head is way cooler. Escape head is cool, and I think that escape head leading to Mace destroying it is. I think we're on the same page though. That in the end, it's just Mace being a badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, you know, it, it was a weird thing to me. Like I'm like, do all these droids have like escape heads that can just like fly off and? Like, no, that's the kind of thing I was talking about. That we should have seen more of Are that you, kind you, of stuff. Let me say this: If you're a droid, do you escape head like at night and just kind of fly around the neighborhood and look at people. <laughs> like, like you stare into their windows and then escape head back to your body. Well, I mean, if I could do it, I would. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a neat trick to have. They should have yeah. let that. They that Mace should have like reached out and not been able to do it. That's that's how that should have happened. Now that I understand what's going on, escape. Oh, head. you're saying you're saying the escape head should have escaped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a better ending. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, where is this guy now? Yeah. Is he is he an what? escape head on like this really weird body? Because <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you got to know the scars on his head match the scars on his body because he's been you know he's been doing this for so long as a merc, but. You know, when he lands and has to pick a body, is he just kind of like, well, I didn't get my money because I, well, didn't, deli- I didn't deliver my whatever. This is standard. Like, it's, a, it's a standard model. You pick it off the rack and then he then he scars it up to make it look right. So you, you think know? so you think it's like like the high schooler that's trying to like acid wash their jeans, you know, or just kind of. Yeah, look that, that's he goes you know, and gets a brand new spanking body and then just kind of yep. hits it with some hammers. Be like, oh, yeah, this was from whenever I was on Dagobah. That's, that's right. You throw it in the washer a little bit. There right. you go. I think people can still. I so so uh, we always used to laugh uh, when I worked at a, a place that did fitness. That uh, the new shoes, the people at the beginning of the year, who uh, New Year's resolution, of course, is to lose weight. So they buy a brand new pair of shoes and they would come into the gyms and you know and you, everybody called them new shoes. 
And that's um, that's that's uh, that's a neat name. I like that name. Yeah. So so it was kind of. It, it's not. It's not. It wasn't derogatory at all because new shoes people needed services and these people provided services and you know everybody made money and it was part. It was part of the churn. Sure. But uh, but yeah. But they would always talk about how some people would like kind of scuff up the new shoes. So that uh, of you, course. So so that it looked like you were there, but you could definitely tell that that's not a natural scuff. That's like you know, it's not a worn-in <laughs> shoe. It's just a shoe with like a bunch of like you know junk on it. You know. So um, that's. Uh, kind of, that, so if you do that, that means you must have gone, you must have been a new shoe at some point and realized, and then you said, never again, never again will I, you this know, is like I'm, I'm going to fail going to the gym. This is like your fourth completely. pair of new shoes. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm Every year, do. you're like, oh, God, I got to buy a new pair of shoes and they're going to call me new shoes. Yeah. So I, I, just, I, I feel like that's what this guy's got to do with his new body. If he got away, he didn't get away. Mace destroyed it, but. He should have gotten away. If he did get away, I'm sure it's like on his fourth body, he's like, yeah, we got to scuff this thing up a little bit. Going to make the ladies think that this is a real Merc. Yep, got it. Got to, you know, put on some parsecs here. You can't just have it turn out the rack. <laughs> yeah, so the so new head thing was neat. I thought that our escape head thing was neat. I thought that was kind of a, a neat way to, to like, have it. I, I'm amazed that Mace was able to just reach up and destroy it very quickly, so. Yeah, that, that, that was this, uh, that So, was so Mace Windu, of course we know, within the movies, uh, Samuel Jackson wanted him to be a badass. You know, so purple lightsaber, his own color lightsaber. You know, you, you have this character. It's funny that you have this Star Wars character that is built off a real human mm-hmm. and, and has to follow these guidelines that, like, the real human set. Like, I mean, the, don't get me wrong. This comic's good. I, I, I liked it a lot more than you did. But that being said, like, you can't not walk away from this comic being like, not only is Mace the badass from a physical standpoint, but then at the end he has this, you know, kind of humble pie that he wants to let Prosit Dibs know that we're not going to kill you. I've learned over time that we're going to make you work in a library because that's the worst thing we can do to you is make you work in a library. Seriously, what kind of message is that? Go work in the library, you loser. Yeah, I don't understand how working in the library, like, works like i like how does like well, it's how, mean he can't see he can't read the books oh i know he can't he can't find the book for you i mean i, I get it i mean like <laughs> what, what what does he do but still i but like that's a that's a that's a him thing but i'm just saying like is that like a punish like because we've read multiple comics where like the two whenever it was in the audio drama doku jedi lost it was doku and sifodius whenever they got in trouble for breaking into that one part of the library they had to work in the library for like the next like four weeks right so like working in the library ranges from like stupid kid Harry Potter problems to like Prosit Dibs who like pretty much was about to be killed by the Jedi Council and now he's working in the library? Like that's that's his punishment? I mean you know he's talking to all the all the, the, the semi bad kids being like, hey man, we gotta get out of here. So Mr Mr. Critical of everything, what should his punishment have been? <laughs> So, well, the, so the original, based on the comic, the original panel suggested that he was going to be killed. I don't know what his punishment should have been. I don't understand why the Jedi are just, are just like, hey, you don't believe in what we do. We get that. You go? I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think it should be? I have no idea. He did attack Mace Windu. I mean, he did attack. Yeah. He did attack him. So, I mean, you can't, yeah, yeah you, you can't discount that. And I'm not saying, like, maybe if he would have walked away. But also, he tried to kind of walk away. And well, Mace he said is, he's walking away. Yeah, and Mace is like, no, you won't. Right. And I don't know what rules govern that because, and, and I don't think the Jedi should really either because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure probably with all the old or the newer uh, Light of the Jedi books, we'll probably get into Jedis being in other wars. But, you know, I, is there a code of conduct during wartime that is different than the Jedi code? I don't know. Back in the Doku Jedi Lost, they said that there was only 12 Jedi that had ever left the Order, I think, at that point. The but Lost they were allowed 12. to leave. That was my, that was my point earlier. They were allowed to leave. 
Yeah, agreed. Why, could, agreed. why couldn't he leave? Yeah, yeah. Mace kind of Mace kind of provoked him, and I understand that Mace yeah. needed him for this mission or what have you, and that's why he thought that he'd continue to stay on the mission. But yeah, definitely, I agree with you that Mace provoked him, and he was just ready to go home. He didn't want to do this anymore. He didn't believe in it, you know. So what do you do? Do you say, okay, well, here's your planet, go for it, you know? Well, okay. So that gets back to the broad question of what is the purpose of punishment? Is it is it to rehabilitate or is it to just you know, exact vengeance of that's, society. That's, pro- that's probably an <laughs> yeah the age old philosophy question. I, mean, I don't I don't know. Or is, is it, it simply to lock your ass away so you you we protect society from you? Yeah, well, so so and and we've seen that too again with the Doku Jedi Lost book. They would lock you know certain people that had four visions in the Citadel, right? And they wouldn't let them out. You know, and the, and that again brings up another you know question that I'm sure Prosadivs is kind of like. We're locking people away just because of a certain Jedi power that they have. You know, like is that right? You know, like are we are we able to do that? I mean, have no. we seen that in in any of the canon? I guess I have to say so far. I guess we haven't. But I was about to ask a question. I, I guess I'm not supposed to know the answer to. But basically, an insane Jedi, a, a psychopathic or sociopathic. I Jedi. am pretty. I, I do not know an exact instance in the future in which we will see that in any of the canon material. But I'm sure that has to be explored at some point. Wouldn't that? I mean, think of you know somebody like a Hannibal as yeah. Jedi. Yeah, there's yeah. a story right there. Yeah, and, and again, though, that's probably why we talked about, you know, on previous episodes to where they get them young, you know, like they, they don't, they won't accept you. Anakin was the exception, you know, they won't accept you if you're not, you know, of X age and below just because they can't, they can't control that narrative at that point, you know? Yeah, the, the question becomes like, is somebody like Hannibal like that from birth? You know, is it, is it uh, nature versus nature? You know, is it kind and, of like and they're that? And they're training him up, you know, and, and, yeah, and developing his ballistic. powers. And, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He's much more subversive. Much more subtle. Oh, interesting. Sociopaths can can pass for normal. That's part of what makes them sociopathic. Remember one of these characters, John. Okay, that's cryptic. It is cryptic, but we'll 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 see them later. It's that girl. I know it. It's Risa. <laughs> Risa, that's never the same from panel to panel. None just... of them were the same from panel. I'm looking. I'm on the last. Yeah, it um... did. I so so. It's very funny. The the last podcast we discussed it. And I think that I've just been reading comics for so long that I, I just, I, I, I'm fine with it. Like, it, my brain doesn't register it. This is not the first comic we've read. No. I, okay. no, I am not I a comic no, no, book no, no. expert. Wait, yeah, but, but, this but, is not the first one we read, and none of them ever jumped out like this. Agreed. I totally agree with that. I, I totally agree with the, the, the comics that we have read. The Anakin and Obi-Wan is probably some of the best art, in my opinion, in this series, or in this in Star Wars comic book history, other than maybe Lando and some other comics. Yeah, I, I agree. Like as I as I was reading these, I was remembering your comments from the last podcast, and there were definitely so Mace changed all the time, like just all the, all time. the time. And then there's this one panel toward the very very end where Mace is looking out the horizon. He says, "We have stuff coming up" or something like that in the coming in the coming years or in the coming wars. And it is like the worst drawn Ahsoka and like other stuff. Like I, it, it, <laughs> it is like terrible. Like and I was just kind of like, yeah. I think I think yeah. I was able to. Whenever I was reading it for fun, I was able to give it the pass just because I was like, "Hey, good story, I enjoyed it." But uh, yeah, after the last podcast, I definitely noticed it a lot more, especially in the last comic. I was just kind of like, "Oh, okay, all right, we'll end it like this." Yep, it it was annoying from beginning to end. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, noticeable. I'm not an artist. I can't do any better. But so, but but part of it is just I, because yeah, of the fact like that. The Anakin and Obi Wan series is so well drawn. Like I love, yes. I love the art of that series. Like it is, it is so 
amazing. And I think that all the Age of Republics that we've read thus far are just very similar. Like, they're, they're not similar to the Anakin Obi-Wan, but they're all very, they're their own beast. Like, they're all drawn very similarly. They're consistent from panel to panel. This was the first one that kind of jumps around a little bit more. Yeah, and, and once you once you said it, I did notice it. It just it, it keeps breaking me out of the story, and uh, it never broke me like out of the story. It. Even in the second reading, whenever I saw it, I was just like, oh, "Okay, yeah, John's right about the panel." Um, and then I kept reading it, you know. But but still, like I, yeah, I I get if you're early in reading comics, you're probably just like, "Can't they keep it the same from page?" Well, to I mean, page? it's like okay, I finished reading one page, and I go to the next page, and I'm like, "Well, who the hell is?" Oh, that's Mace. Yeah, and also too, I did notice a lot more too in Kit Fisto's face. Yeah, like yeah. from from panel to panel, I'd be like, and don't get me wrong, you know who Kit Fisto is, you know based off a of little more. For, yeah, he's not he's not a human, so I'm more forgiving of that. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying. You're saying Mace that it, it really bothered you with the uh, humans. Yeah. You said Mace Windows designed after an actual person, yeah. so I know what that person looks like. It could it could not look like Samuel Jackson, and that's fine as long as it looked like the same person every time. I will say that there were some kind of like, so the last couple panels where Yoda's talking, it, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's one panel where Yoda looks. I can't even describe what the what he looks like there. It's an old man. Well, um, he he looks very looks weird. Yeah, agreed. He looks like Yoda from. Looks like Bernie Sanders. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like he's got his mittens on. Yeah, yeah put it, some mittens on him. No, I mean, it, yeah, it, it yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I, I will. I will. I will. I on the last podcast, I was kind of like, "Are you really bothered by that?" But now that you mentioned it to me, I got bothered by it too a little bit. I'm, I'm able to read through it, but it was. I, I agree. Also, Prosa Dibs toward the end too, like his little mask thing, like the Daredevil esque mask thing, was kind of weird. Like it's like yeah. it's like it's like it's stuck to his head or something now at this point. But right, painted on. All right. So overall. What do you give this series? A three. A freaking three or four. Okay, so we you are literally 67 no, below your lowest score. I don't know. I, I, I Talking about it actually made, made me like it a little more. Escape Head, get some points See, here, for that. Hey, hey, this is the best part of this podcast. Talking about it has made me not like it more. Right. We're, meet, we, we're we, meeting right. in the middle, John. I, we're meeting you're in the hot, middle. You're hot, I'm cold. You know, we, we stir it up and we come out to medium. Lukewarm. Lukewarm, yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. So 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 out of a hundred, you didn't actually give me a score last time. I went back and listened to the audit. You did not give me a score last time. So I felt that you were in the sixties maybe last time. But yeah, I, I want to say sixty. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, no, that's, where, that's where, where it was. Where do you where do you feel like you land after reading all five? In the sixties. low sixties. Low sixties. Yeah, low sixties. Okay. Okay. So so low sixties. I'm I have been brought down from what I probably would have said was an eighty. To mm. mm, seventy three, seventy four. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so uh, not that far apart. I want. I want to. I want to reflect on Prosa Dibs later on. Okay. I, I want us to 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 get into some more content and and reflect back on kind of the origin of him later on. But I think that this this book's crit or this this volume or these five issues critical mission was to introduce the world to him. And it's going to be interesting to see what your opinion is later on. Fair enough. If, if the if these did a good job, right? Sure. And, and, and that's and that. that's and that's that's definitely a task, especially after uh, rereading these. Like I've noticed that I, I agree with you about the art and some other stuff. So yeah, it's good. 
So thanks for joining us uh, discussing the last five, uh, I shouldn't say the last five, the five issues of the Mace Windu series. The last four is what we discussed on this podcast. We're getting into some TV shows. And I'm kind of excited about this. So, so far, the first podcast was about Master and Apprentice. The next couple of podcasts were about the Darth Maul comics, a bunch of Age Republic comics. Then we got into Phantom Menace, which was our first movie podcast. We then read the Obi-Wan and Anakin series, which we've referenced on this podcast before. And that was a great comic book series. I think we both enjoyed that. Then we got into Queen Shadow, which I think we were a little lukewarm on, the book itself. But it was, it was, a, it was a well-written book. Some more Age of Republic stuff doku jedi lost the audio drama episode two attack of the clones and then now we are kind of done with comics for a little bit there's some age of republics coming up but i think for the next four or five podcasts we are going to be reviewing clone wars episodes so the very so we again we're going by chronological order and on a list that's on our website 11parsecs.com and this chronological order that we found we are now going to be starting out with uh season two episode 16 Cat and Mouse, and the second one that we're going to be watching in this uh, for the next podcast is going to be Season 1, Episode 16, The Hidden Enemy. So just to make sure everybody's on the same page with us, we're not going to be watching the Clone Wars series in order as they were delivered to TV. We are watching them in BBY order and in an order. So there's a lot of stuff that kind of happened around 22 BBY, but this is an order that people feel like is the correct order for sequencing. So our next podcast, we're going to be reviewing two episodes of The Clone Wars. And I'm kind of excited getting into the TV medium because we haven't watched anything yet on TV, John. I have never seen the show, so I am very much looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm interested to see. So I, whenever I did watch the show, and I probably watched the first two seasons, I watched them in order as they uh, came out. So I, I'm kind of interested to see how these later shows, uh, how we're watching them at the beginning. Like, what what are they? What story are they telling that we need to know for you know future episodes? So I'm excited about it. So again, podcast 16 will be our next podcast. We'll be watching season two, episode 16, Cat and Mouse of the Clone Wars, and also season one, episode 16, The Hidden Enemy. And then we actually have the Clone Wars movie. So until then, stay healthy and stay safe. This is the 11 Parsecs Podcast, Episode 15. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a good review. And be sure to check us out at 11parsecs.com and Discord. I'm Jonathan Smith with the all-seeing Eric Thompson. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>